Hello, everyone, and welcome to The InDesigner, the podcast that provides information, instruction, and insight for designers using and learning Adobe InDesign. I'm your host, Michael Murphy, graphic designer and Adobe certified expert in InDesign CS2. Before we get started, a little bit of upfront business. I recently exchanged some emails with the editor of InDesign magazine, Terry Stone, and she asked if I was interested in passing on a special offer to my audience. I've subscribed to this magazine since its very first issue, and I've said in previous episodes that it's one of the best investments you could make to stay ahead of the curve with InDesign. So here's the deal. You can go to www.indesignmag.com slash IDM slash purchase.html, select a two-year subscription for $69, then in the promo code field type the InDesigner. What this will give you is two years of new issues plus all 11 back issues, which would cost an additional $98 if you bought them without this deal. Just so you know, I have no investment in this, and I get nothing from it, but I have no problem endorsing something I think has real value to my audience. Now on to the business at hand. This is episode 22, and this time around I'm going to talk about another useful but little-known feature I discovered while studying for my InDesign certification exam, custom glyph sets. Many of you may know that there's a glyph palette in InDesign, but might not know why it's there or what to use it for. So let's start by taking a closer look at the glyphs palette. You access the glyph palette by selecting Window, Type and Tables, Glyphs. The glyphs displayed in the palette appear in the currently selected typeface, which is also reflected up here in the control palette. You can change the font being displayed either in the control palette, just like you would make any other font change in InDesign, or you can change it right from the font menu at the bottom of the glyphs palette. All available font families, as well as their individual variations, are available in both places. The two side-by-side -side icons at the bottom right of the palette allow you to either enlarge or reduce the appearance of the glyphs in the glyphs palette. The Show pull-down menu lets you select what portion of the font you want displayed in the palette. For PostScript and TrueType fonts, which can contain only 256 characters, your only option will be Entire Font. But for OpenType fonts, which can contain up to 65,000 characters, you'll see a variety of different glyph types, including alternates, discretionary ligatures, old-style figures, numerators, denominators, and more. But the Glyphs palette does more than just show you what glyphs are available in a particular font. Once you find the glyph you want to use, all you need to do is double-click it and it's inserted wherever your text insertion point is. So if you can never remember what the keyboard equivalents for the trademark, registered trademark, and copyright symbols are, you can just insert them into your text using the Glyphs palette. But as you can see, there are a lot of glyphs to scroll through to find these specific characters, especially in an open type font. The glyphs palette's convenience factor disappears pretty quickly if you have to go looking for them every time. Fortunately, you can create your own glyph sets to keep your frequently used special characters easily accessible. Just select New Glyph Set from the palette menu and give the set the name of your choice. I'll call this one Mike's Custom Glyphs. Whatever special characters you need available on a regular basis can be added to this glyph set. You either select the individual character right from the text on your page and select Add to Glyph Set from the palette menu, 
or you can select the glyph in the palette, right click or control click on the Mac, choose add to glyph set, and select the set you just created. Once you've created your glyph set, you can view just what's in that set by selecting its name from the show menu in the palette, and then insert any of those characters just by double-clicking the glyph with your cursor placed wherever you want the glyphs inserted in your document. In my work, I happen to use a few consistent Dingbat characters from a few different fonts fairly regularly as either directional elements, icons, and custom bullets. I can add all of those to my glyph set, which I'm doing here, which is easier than remembering what keystroke will give me that specific character in that specific font. And now if I view my glyph set, you can see all of those characters are included in it. Now, no matter what font I apply to the text in my document, these Dingbat characters can be inserted in the appropriate font just by double-clicking any of them in my glyph set. But what about the glyphs that don't need to appear in a specific font, like my copyright and trademark symbols? Look what happens if I insert the copyright symbol into this text now. It doesn't match, does it? That's because the copyright symbol is in Adobe Garamond Pro, which was the active font when the glyph was added to my set. But I want my copyright symbol to appear in Myriad Pro Semibold Condensed, or in whatever font I choose to set this text in. To change that, I need to change a default behavior of glyph sets for this character. From the palette menu, I select Edit Glyph Set, choose my set, select the copyright symbol, and I have to uncheck the Remember Font with Glyph checkbox for this character, as well as for the other two while I'm in here. Now these three glyphs are font-independent. The only information remaining about these glyphs are their Unicode value, which any typeface can use to render the character its own way. Now, if I delete this mismatched copyright symbol and double-click on the glyph in my set again, you can see that it's inserted in the same font as the rest of my text. And all of these glyphs with their individual settings now exist side by side in a nice little group in a completely customizable glyph set. If you have lots of special glyphs you need to use, make multiple glyph sets and logically organize your accented characters, dingbats, fractions, whatever. And as an added time savings, avoid going through these levels of menus when you need to access your glyph sets. Instead, drag the tab into a set of palettes you keep open all the time, like paragraph and character styles, so your glyph sets will always be just a click or two away. That wraps up this episode. In the next installment, I'm going to reach into my bag of audience requests and pull out a topic to cover from there. Until then, you can read my posts on the blog at www.theindesigner.com, post your own comments there, or email me directly at info at You can also find me on AIM or iChat as The InDesigner. Until then, this is Michael Murphy for The InDesigner Video Podcast. Thanks for watching. Thank <music> you.